Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's your host, John Bedell. And welcome back into Flanagan's Pub here on Stewart and Brown. And uh, just from that intro guy, you heard John Bedell. He's actually going to be out today. I am Michael Purvis filling in for him. John will be getting you ready for New Center 7 at 6, which comes up after the UCLA-Kentucky game, which is currently airing on uh, New Center 7 there on Channel 7. As I mentioned, I am Michael Purvis. Brooks Hall, who has been unavoidably detained. So uh, we are doing a little bit different here today. We're, I'm going to be flying solo here for at least a little bit. And uh, we'll be breaking down this Dayton victory here. Dayton took care of business here a couple days before Christmas, giving all of us a little bit of a Christmas present. 79-67, to 67, which was the final score in this one. And of course, as, as everyone who watched that game, they're certainly a whole lot closer there in the second half than what we all kind of thought that one would be. That, that press and that zone uh, that, we, that we started to see from Wagner there in the second half certainly, uh, call, uh, certainly caught Dayton. Uh, off guard there at several times there and, and it was certainly one that Dayton just kind of started to figure it out there as they went and with, uh, with Daryl Davis being in foul trouble certainly those were some of the questions that we saw in this one uh, but Dayton did take care of business and also as I p- took a note here that the press in that second half was just so staggering with a hundred and oh excuse me with one minute and 18 seconds left Dayton was, was oh, three minutes and 30 seconds without a field goal, so Dayton certainly struggled there uh, really when they needed it. But the free throws, as you heard Larry and Bucky describe, that was really kind of what made it uh, made the difference there for Dayton in the second half. A couple ways in which you can join the program here, and obviously I would certainly hope that you would here. I'd love to have anybody come up here and give your thoughts on this one, 457-1290. You can give us a call and chime in on this one. Also, if you are here at Flanagan's, join the Bud Light mic, which is just over to my left, uh, to the right of everyone who is sitting out here in front of me. By all means, come up give us your thoughts on this one. Of course, a couple of other things I've been interested to uh, to hear your thoughts on, as I mentioned early on, a kind of a joke that John Bedell even mentioned, too, on Twitter, if you follow John, is that, of course, today, if you're Seinfeld fans, it's Festivus. So, therefore, we're not going to do feats of strength because well, we don't really have a lot of room for wrestling and whatnot. But, instead, if you do have any kind of airing of grievances, I feel like there are certainly, uh, certainly some of the people here in this fan base certainly kind of feel that as well. I've heard, I've seen so many rumblings of this team, uh, of just their fr- frustrations with this team and whatnot. Where's this team's identity? All that kind of stuff. There's a lot of things that I think people want to get off their chest. And I really hope that, some, that all of you would like to chime in on that. Also, I also want to know some of your thoughts there uh, of this being, the, of course, the last home game of 2017. And I just what are some of your thoughts, your overall thoughts on this, how you will remember this season, of course, as we mentioned, this was obviously a, a tough one right from the start when uh, when Dayton lost Archie because, of course, Archie went to uh, went to Indiana. Of course, that was one of the staples of, of how this t- this uh, season is or this year, excuse me, has been kind of trending in a way. Also, of course, the 
the arena renovations, of course, the first phase of those renovations. What are your thoughts on that? How do you remember? How do you think of that? And, of course, in addition to that, just overall, how do you feel about the start of this season? Of course, Dayton uh, getting the win today, obviously making us feel a little bit better about how we are right now in terms of where they are. But overall, that is exactly where, where Dayton is right now as they head into out-of-conference play, now heading or out-of-conference play, and now heading into conference play. As we mentioned, 457-1290, that's how you can join us here, or you can head over to the Bud Light mic, and that's what we're going to do right now. Leslie from Ideal Travel. Hi, Leslie, how are you? Michael, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. to you and all the Flyer fans out there. You know, though there's going to be basically an 11-day hiatus between home games, so I'm not going to be able to remind people of the great trips we've got going to follow the Flyers in the conference, conference season. Just a reminder, we have had good response for our trip to St. Louis coming up the weekend of the 26th of January. So two nights hotel, round trip motor coach transportation, game tickets, walking distance to the arch, and price is $329 per person based on double occupancy. And it's not too early to think about Atlantic 10 tournament, March 7th through the 11th. Washington, D.C., this is a one-time only thing. We go back to Brooklyn next year, so a great opportunity to follow the Flyers to D.C. Round trip nonstop air from Dayton, four nights hotel accommodations at the Henley Park Hotel, a historic boutique hotel there in D.C., and all-session game tickets. You're looking at $11.49 plus tax per person based on double occupancy. Need to get more Flyer fans supporting the team. They do better when they hear you cheering. Very Merry Christmas to all Flyer fans, and you give me a call during our off time from basketball, 223-7447. Again, that's 223-7447. Merry Christmas from Ideal Travel. Well, thank you very much, Leslie. Merry Christmas to you as well. Obviously, some fun opportunities there for you to take on. 457-1290, a reminder, you can join us, join in on your comments. Also, uh, just the Bud Light mic if you're joining us here on that. One of the things we want to jump into now is uh, talking a little bit about uh, team identity and I uh, can't help but notice that there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of people have been ch talking about uh, what is this team's identity? There's obviously a lot of questions with that. Is, is this team a three-point shooting team? Is this a team that needs to try to grind it out down low, grind it out with rebounds? What exactly is this team's identity? And I think that is an excellent question and one we might have answered here as we head back over. Oh, no, we've got more thoughts here. We're going to head back over to the Bud Light mic. Uh, yeah, I'll start the airing of the grievances. Go ahead, please, by all means. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, point guards don't have to dribble the ball. Um, you're allowed to throw over the zone, and you're allowed to catch the ball and hold it or pass it. You don't have to dribble every time, um, which I, I don't know. I don't know what our guys are. I, I don't. I don't know what's in their flow. It seems like every time they catch a pass, they're going away from the basket and they put the ball on the floor. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it's so much the offense that is backed out to half court where when you got Josh Cunningham down low you you want to stay as close to the basket as you can because he he cleans up down there mm -hmm. and they, you know they just got to give him the ball well not only that but also it's kind of been interesting to see with the rotation of this where where Josh has actually been out from his normal position in the paint he's kind of been out a little bit around the three-point line I think he took at least th two threes today I know he made one of them but I mean that that's also part of at least in my opinion part of that offense that really shouldn't be there I mean it seems like those zones and whatnot and where the guard play is it's affecting Josh's game down low as well yeah and and the same way with uh with Zarius you know he's with six eight six mm -hmm. nine he's around the perimeter Costas uh hasn't been real effective in the post he's 
shown some flashes going to the hoop. Okay. Uh, I would have liked to have actually seen him in the in the game late uh, against that press. Uh, just, you know, once you once you beat that initial pressure, you should either have a three point shooter or someone dunking mm-hmm. uh, generally against that 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 pressure. Um, and uh, I think he's he's a good one, like you talked about earlier. Just throw it at the rim and and let him go get it. Yeah. And one of the other things we saw too. Thank you for your comments. Appreciate it. But one of the other things I I, I saw a whole lot more in the first half that really I think a lot of people were even complaining and, and talking about too is where is Dayton going to throw their backdoor cuts up and we saw a lot of that in the uh, in the first half where uh, Trey Landers had a good one um, uh, a couple of uh, a couple other ones here I took my notes on uh, notes down but the backdoor cuts looked great in, in the first half and we really didn't see Dayton do that a whole lot in the second half and part of that was because of the pressure and the zone and I was also just kind of interested too in, in terms of how that game just didn't really it slowed down at times and then it picked right back up it seemed like Wagner even though they gave up a lot of points in the first half they didn't really slow it down there until later in the second half and if they would have played that for 40 minutes I think that would have been uh, a big a big trouble for Dayton and actually we probably would have saw Wagner win this one in my opinion 457-1290 Bud Light Mike also open Tom Merry Christmas Mike, it's uh, uh, good to be here. You know, it's good to come in on a win. Yes, very much so. And uh, uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, one of the problems we had today was getting the ball inbounds. Okay, and you you can't you can't be indecisive. You got to make up your mind, and you got to pass the ball hard inbounds, or else someone's going to knock it away, like happened a couple of times today. And they just need to be stronger. I think. Uh, Trey Landers is doing a fantastic job. You know, he's not the smoothest guy in the world, but he's he, he hustles after everything, and, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's making a big difference for them. They need that strength. I, I've mentioned that, and I've said that multiple times, that I, I feel that Trey is our energy guy uh, in, coming off the bench. And it was almost kind of the way Kyle Davis was when Kyle, got, when Kyle got injured last year and had to come off the bench a little bit. It was kind of – we've seen that Trey has kind of become that energy guy – on both sides, you know, both defensively and offensively. And I think we're still seeing, at least in my opinion, I think we're still seeing Trey start instead of just coming off the bench. And I know that wasn't exactly your question, but my thought on that is, is Trey's been, we need to get Trey going right away. But he is such an energy guy, and I think you're right. He's such very much the spark that sometimes carries that team, even though it's not showing up on the stat sheet. He plays extremely hard. And, you know, I mean, he goes after rebounds like a maniac. And, <laughs> and you know, but... You know, I think maybe throwing the ball inside, if if Daryl doesn't seem to be stout enough, so to speak, to to hold on to it, and in the same way is true with Crutcher, mm-hmm. you got you got to throw it probably from uh, uh, Trey Landers to uh, Cunningham. Mm-hmm. And it's as much as I hate to see Cunningham playing as much as he is, because I'm worried about him come February. But but uh, uh, Cunningham's just been a warrior all year, and you couldn't ask for any more. And that's a good point that you bring up in terms of uh, of where is this team going to be down the stretch. I mean, we have seen, you know, I can think of the year Dayton made the Elite Eight run. I remember St. Louis was just out on such a wild start, but they had a very deep team. But they they were worn down by the time February came around. Like this team, and like you mentioned, Josh and Daryl are playing close to 40 minutes a game. You know, what, what is this team's... I think that's a great question to ask, and I'm glad you brought it up, is where are we going to be come February uh, in terms of how, how, what, what's left in the tank? Yeah, and, and, you know, you need more time out of Zarius Williams. Yeah. You know, obviously he's been hurt, so that hurts you a lot. 
but still, you know, you need you need that in there. So, mm-hmm. thanks, yeah. Mike. Well, hey, thanks. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yes, thank you. Merry Christmas. And let's talk a little bit about Trey Landers and, and Trey Landers, who had a. This is a pretty interesting stat line. He did have 14 points in this game. He did play 34 minutes, which was uh, certainly one that we see. We saw a lot of Trey today. He had a very good game, but 10 of his 14 points actually came off of free throws. So he actually had was in double digits strictly on his his uh, free throw shooting. But as you heard Larry and Bucky describe, it was really that free throw shooting was kind of what saved Dayton towards the end of the game. Reminder, 457-1290 is how you can uh, talk to us here if you are listening in your car heading home from this one. Also, the Bud Light microphone, as we just mentioned a few moments ago. You can come in and give us your thoughts as well. We are here at Flanagan's Pub. As you can remember, just a reminder here, the uh, the drink specials here, $3 Bud Light aluminum bottles. We hope you take advantage of that here. Uh, if you are joining us here at Flanagan's Pub, as we just mentioned, we do have the Bud Light mic open, and uh, we're going to head right over there now. Do you have an airing of grievance, or what are you, what are you thinking? Hey, I want to say another great job on the uh, on the national anthem. This guy Lipinski, I think it was Pete Lipinski this time. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that great? He was great. Another great halftime show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had two straight good halftime shows. I like Lancerettes last time, and I like this. I like this rope skipping bunch maybe even better. They were good. Yeah. So I'm so I'm happy. I think we're getting good show here. <laughs> So big, it sounds, hey, big crowd to the arena today. You didn't happen to see what the attendance was. That hasn't come out yet. Has I haven't it? seen it yet, uh, but, but as soon as I do, I'll crowd, let you know. There was. It yeah. was the snow coming down, big crowd. So I'm happy with the game. I think it's, uh, you know, we win. Mm-hmm. You've summed up the basketball. So I'm summing <laughs> up the entertainment. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate that. And, of course, the uh, we'll, we'll go with that as your 2017 reflection is not only the the arena atmosphere has been great, and, of course, the uh, all the entertainment as well has been pretty nice. Let's uh, before we take a, take this opportunity now a few minutes here before break here I do want to chat a little bit about our uh, the non-conference uh, the lineup for this and kind of a little bit of a wrap up of this as uh, Dayton as we mentioned and, and everyone's been talking about it uh, this is something we hear the, Dayton is their second toughest strength of schedule in the entire uh, country. But I really think that, you know, this is one of those years where obviously that's not going to matter. This Dayton's going to be fighting. Uh, if they're going to fight to get a berth, they're going to have to win the A-10 tournament. But they've scheduled some great uh, some great opponents. They went to a couple places. Obviously, they went down to Mississippi State, had that road game, which was really a tale of two halves there against uh, St. Mary's. Uh, and, of course, but I, I've been really interested in how the Georgia State game went. And, of course, I, I, was, uh, I was actually doing the public address announcing for that game, so I was actually had a great front row seat for that one. And uh, that, that game was, was one that I, I hope, in terms of this Dayton program, really starts to kind of turn the tables on that. It's, it certainly was not a, a program-defining win. I, I've said that all week, is that the Georgia State game, not a program-defining one, but Dayton was so resilient in that one. And I think that shows that something where this maybe this team can start to go. But uh, certainly, and I wanted to, to ask Brooks about this, and I'd love to hear some of your thoughts as well on this one, is, is there's been a lot of talk about, uh, about how Patrick Ewing in Georgetown has taken their approach to their non-conference schedule. They basically scheduled a bunch of, I guess you would call them cupcakes for the most part. They scheduled some cupcakes, and, and, and they've gotten a lot of wins on this one, but they haven't played anybody. And Georgetown also took out the, the uh, PK-80 tournament, which was going on in Oregon, which they would have actually played someone decent. They pulled out of that almost in a way of saying, we just don't really want to play anybody. We have a young team, and we're just going to try to rack up wins. So I think that uh, I've been interested to hear what, uh, what some of 
Flyer Nation's thoughts are on the on how do you how do you like this schedule? I mean, Dayton does have some losses. They're a young team. They're trying to win it out, but then also at the same time, they have played some tough teams. Would you rather see them play tough teams and learn, or would you rather see them actually uh, actually just win games? And I think in this case, uh, I, I personally have been really impressed by how Dayton has handled that so far. We're going to take a quick break right here. We do have a couple of uh, couple minutes coming up here, and we're going to take a quick break. On the other side of this break, we will uh, be wrapping it up here from uh, Flanagan's Pub. Well, you are listening here to the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It takes four essential ingredients to brew Bud Light. Barley, rice, water, and hops. But this is a 30-second commercial. So here's some sound effects of bottles opening. Here's to the beer you can always count on. Brewed to be America's favorite light lager. Bud Light. Famous among friends. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. As the official sports medicine provider for 42 area schools, we treat more student-athletes than anyone else in the region. From injury prevention, treatment, and sports performance, our team of board-certified sports medicine and orthopedic physicians, athletic trainers, and rehabilitation specialists offer a comprehensive program focused on the goals of each athlete. To learn more or to find a Premier Health sports medicine specialist, visit premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Premier Health, taking care to a higher level. For more than 100 years, DPNL has powered the Miami Valley and has helped solve our community's needs. A strong partner in Neighbors Who We Are, and our legacy continues with the DPNL Gift of Power program. In partnership with the Salvation Army, DPNL is raising funds to assist local families with their heating bills due to unexpected financial hardship. To donate, go to dpnl.com/gift or respond to the envelope in your bill. With your gift, together we can warm the homes and hearts of our neighbors. Nobody wants to get injured, but if you do, trust your care to the sports medicine team at Kettering Health Network. Whether you're a weekend warrior, youth player, or professional athlete, our individualized treatment plans are designed to get you back in action. Learn more about how we care for athletes at KetteringHealth.org backslash sportsmed. That's KetteringHealth.org backslash sportsmed. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And welcome back here to Flanagan's Pub where we are celebrating a win just before Christmas. Flyers take care of business against Wagner 79-67. to I'm Michael Purvis sitting in for John Bedell. We are... Up against the clock today, we're only going to be going until 6 p.m. Uh, due to uh, due to the showing that is going to be coming up uh, next on WHIO Radio. Of course, a reminder, you just heard a few moments ago, we are in Storm Center 7 coverage uh, starting at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Winter weather advisory will go into effect for Dark Shelby, Logan, Auglaise, Mercer, and Wayne, Indiana. Uh, just something to, to keep in mind as well. Complete coverage on AM 1290 News 95.7 WHIO as well as uh, on our digital brands and on News Center 7 as well, which is as a matter of fact, where John Bedell was before, uh, before why he, why I'm filling in for him today. As a matter of fact, coming up with your six o'clock news in a little bit. As we mentioned, four five seven twelve ninety is how you can join us. In addition to that, you can also get on the Bud Light mic. Yudi Santa, 
making his appearance as he does every year. A Merry Christmas to you, Mr. UD Santa. Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas to the Flyers. Congratulations on at least a 50-50 start to the season. <laughs> we knew it was going to be a little tough. They played hard. Um, tonight, the, the offense looked a little lethargic at times, possibly. Um, when they played with a lot of energy, started moving the ball, they were starting to get mismatches and seemed to score more effectively. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it's as good a season as we can expect, I think. I have high hopes for the A-10 season. And uh, I do have to say, there are three gentlemen on the court in striped shirts that may have may have transitioned off the nice list over to the naughty list. And I think I'm going to have to get, like, one of those big coal trucks to deliver their lumps of coal this year. Well, I, I, I'll tell you what, there were certainly some very, very questionable opinions there, and I think I'll be one to agree with you on that. So, but, yeah, we'll give some coal. So who's uh, – so let's see here. So if uh, I've been wanting to ask you this, UD Santa, one of my thoughts on this one. What uh, – what is the one gift that you would love to give this UD team that would make them better, with the exception of something that's like a five-star recruit? What would make us all feel better this year? I would love to give them uh, more fire, offense and defense. I think we've got the basic talent there, but we're not seeing the fire and the ability to keep the pedal to the metal when they get the lead. Mm-hmm. That's what I would give them for Christmas. Well, there we go. Well, hopefully that's something they work on, and uh, I think that's something I would agree. We've seen them take the almost like take the knee a couple of times, you know, in terms of kind of like just slowing everything down. They have a 10-point lead and instead of just continuing to go, and I have been interested in that thought as well, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that, uh, that is an observation I've made as well. Hopefully they bring some of that fire to them as well. So Merry Christmas, everyone, and go Flyers. And go Flyers. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas to everyone once again. 457-1290. The number Bud Light Mike is where you can also join us as well. And uh, one of the things I wanted, I, I did bring up there before the the, the end of the, uh, before we went to break there, was was talking about those non the non conference schedule uh, for Dayton. As we as we mentioned, Dayton has had a had a very tricky non conference schedule. And and I just got to say, I I, think, I don't think there's any way that you could think that this squad is not doing the right thing and learning some of this experience and everything else as they start heading into their conference play by playing this more uh, more difficult schedule. Uh, in my mind, there's really no reason why you just want to rack up wins just for the sake uh, of racking up wins. You need to become better. And I think that the theme of this season throughout the entire – since the start of this one is how is this team going to gain its experience and then – Basically, from how are they going to learn from it and how are they going to get better because of it? And I think the only way you're going to do that is by playing teams that are better than you, that are going to show you more, that are going to show you different looks. Because of that, I think that this team is starting to improve. They're still starting to trend up. There's, all, there's obviously, they're very rough around the edge, as you just heard from UD Sanders a few moments ago. It seems like they kind of get content with where they are. Dayton has that lead, and they're like, oh, well, we're just going to kind of set back and let it go. They need to keep that fire going. And then I, I think that is a great way to describe exactly what Dayton probably needs to uh, work on the most. Also, they, in my opinion, I think they just need to continue what they're doing in terms of rebounding. Josh Cunningham has just been an absolute monster, but today only four rebounds against Wagner. Now, obviously, they kept him off the boards very well. Josh did turn in 19 points, so, so you do expect that, but you also don't expect your leading rebounder to only get four rebounds in this one, uh, but that is exactly what we saw today. I want to switch over a little bit now into uh, talking about the, uh, this team identity and kind of what your thoughts are on what this team actually, what's their identity? What are they? What, what is this team supposed to do? Have we actually learned anything from where we were in game number one? And that's something that I, I'm not exactly sure if we've seen anything to say 
where this team actually is. Who are they? What are they? I think that is still a question that is going to be answered throughout the season. And, and of course, what can we expect from the first game on the A-10 schedule, which is when Dayton will go on the road to take on uh, Duquesne, which is something uh, we, we did mention earlier. But also, and I think of a good example of this one is Road games in conference are obviously very, very difficult to because look at just what happened with Duke and Boston College. You know, ACC road opener for, for the Duke Blue Devils, a team at the time who was ranked number one in the country, went on the road to Boston College and lost the game up there. So where is, how is, how is Dayton going to handle their first conference road game? That's a great question. I really think I'm interested to see what they do with that one. I think Duquesne, they do have a, uh, I think they only have three losses on the season. So Duquesne has had an excellent start to their season. New coaching staff over there as well. That game next Saturday, which we'll be, uh, we'll be having, having on next Saturday in Pittsburgh, excuse me, is going to be an interesting one to see exactly where this team actually falls in. I'm kind of wondering where Dayton's team identity is going to fall in this one, and we might start to see it coming through the A-10. Well, that's going to do it for me here. We did have a little abbreviated show here, but I thank you all for joining us once again, as always, for Ben in the studio and my producer, also Javon, sitting next to me. A very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of you. And as always, go Flyers! This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.